Have you ever been to an antique store and saw a bin of old photos? Black and whites, people in their wedding dress, on a vacation with their family, a baby in a blessing gown, and you wonder, how did these get here? Well, today I have a really interesting story for you about a woman named Kate who takes these photos and she helps return them to their families, to their descendants. And it is such an interesting story. She goes by the photo angel. What lies beneath the photo angel project. This is Stones, Bones, and Shadows. got with us Kate Kelly, otherwise known as the Photo Angel. Hi, Kate. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's so great to have you on the podcast today. I love what you do, and I was so interested in this and wanted to hear your story. Most of the people that listen to the podcast are taphophiles, as we call ourselves. Okay. We love cemeteries <laughs> and love to go and learn the history and the stories of the people there. And so even though you're not really directly related to cemeteries, I know that you have gone to visit some as well and have seen some of the people that you've helped. Absolutely. It goes hand in hand. And I, I, I use Find a Grave often to help me in my research, and I absolutely love that site. Mm -hmm. Totally. So what I would like you to do is tell us a little bit first about what it is you do, and then we can get into how you got into doing that. Sure, sure, absolutely. So what I do is I encourage others to search their attics and to hit up their local antique stores in search of old labeled photos. And by labeled, I mean first name, last name, location, um, so that you can track down their family members using genealogy websites. So that's the Photo Angel Project in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. I mean, how many times have I gone to an antique store and just seen so many photos of families and people? And I always think, why don't their own family have these photos? How did they end up at the antique store? Right, exactly. And oh my goodness, I'll never forget the first time I went into an antique store. Now this was years ago when I was looking for other things and my heart sank when I saw a box of photos for sale. I was like, are you kidding me? These are somebody's relatives. What do you mean there's a price tag on them, right? And then you fat, 
Right, and then fast forward to the Photo Angel project, which began actually a year ago this month. That memory kind of uh, inspired me to go to the antique stores and see what I could do as far wow. as rehoming these photos that were, in a sense, lost to history. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to tell you about how the whole project began. Yeah. I was fortunate to have grandparents on both sides of my family, plus a great aunt who were into genealogy long before it was fashionable. Now, you right. know, I'm, dating my, I'm dating myself here, but it was pre-internet. And uh, they hooked me as a young kid because... Same. Right. I couldn't get enough of it. It was like they'd pull out the boxes of the old photos of my ancestors. And now, now I have visuals to go along with this pedigree chart that they helped me fill out. I just loved hearing all of the stories, the, the oral histories and everything. And little did they know they were planting the seed right now. Yeah. Fast forward to, uh, you know, 2021, my mom and I last year were going through some old family photos and we were separating them into relatives and non-relatives. And we thought, you know, these people meant something to my grandparents. They were war buddies, they were, you know, friends, classmates, but now we're a couple of generations removed. And wouldn't it be great to try and track down their relatives? So that's kind of how it all started. And because I've been a longtime genealogy buff, I was familiar with the genealogy website, such as the Ancestry. So I hopped on Ancestry. I was a, had a paid subscription. And, you know, I, I plugged in some of the information that was on the back of a couple of the photos. And, you know, I found family trees that somebody had uploaded, reached out and connected with a family from Tennessee who said, you've got to be kidding me. I've never seen some of those photos oh, before of wow. my ancestors. This is so wonderful. And it felt really, yeah. really good. And that was my first success story. And then again, you know, I went back to the antique stores because of the story I told you previously about how I had remembered that they were, you know, in a box for sale. Back then, I didn't know that there was anything you could do about it, right? right? So I checked out some of my local antique stores and I bought everything that had a label on it. And I, did, I used the same procedure and I started meeting with success and it felt really good. And I, I just kept going and going. And I thought, you know what? I should start chronicling these stories in a Facebook group. And then the group started to grow. And then before I knew it, the Boston Globe was calling me for a story, which kind of put it on the map. And then, you know, and then the Today Show happened. So the, it's just unbelievable. Just the project. Oh, it's, wow. I'm just so excited. Oh, that is so cool. And so when you started, so you just picked one and just went for it. Yeah, yes, and oh, it was such a wonderful success story. One of my very first uh, stories came out of a, an antique store down the street from where I teach, and it was a photo of a couple who was celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary in 1924, and the back had their name on it, Aww. and it had, had the location, they were from Maine. So I reached out on uh, Ancestry to see if I could find a relative, and sure enough, the great grandniece responded and said, I can't believe you found this photo. This means so much to me. There was a fire in the family and we lost virtually all <gasps> of our photos. We oh. don't even have any that, e that, that are known to exist of my great aunt and uncle. This is so special. Thank you so much. Oh. So that was one of my, to this day, that is one of my favorite stories. And it was one of my very first success stories. You know, a lot of people don't have that many photos of their ancestors. 
That's so true. And so when you <laughs> reach out to them, especially genealogy buffs, I mean, they just, yeah. they are so appreciative and shocked and just in awe. And it's just, it feels so good to help people piece together their family history. It really does. As we met with some relatives from Texas at one time, point we got pictures of our great 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 grandparents and they're amazing oh, he's wonderful. you know wearing his civil war uniform we just love that photo and so that's just such a blessing what you are you really are an angel <laughs> oh thank you it's just so awesome i'm just having fun <laughs> so how many have you done to this date so hard to say <laughs> a lot i would say i would say easily into the upper hundreds maybe at this point in the in the thousands wow yeah because my first success story the one that i mentioned about tennessee you know there were about 50 pictures just from that family alone that went home you know so that's just one story and then you know and then it just multiplies and multiplies and multiplies and what's really fun is seeing other people go to the antique stores and post their success stories in the photo angel facebook group because it's just so fun to see all the different success stories from all over the country Oh, wow. So do other people's participate in this as well? They do, yes. And I have a little program that I started where people can earn their photo angel wings for returning photos. So if you return one photo to a non-relative, you earn a pair of white wings. And if you return five photos to non-relatives in different states, then you earn your silver. And then gold is for 10 plus photos in to different relatives in different states and or internationally. So I'm um, still waiting for the, for the to send my first pair of gold wings, but that, that's a challenge. So um, right. yeah, I've been sending out white and some silver wings so far and people are very excited about it. So it's fun. Oh, I love it. I'm gonna totally try to do this. <laughs> Good, the more the merrier. I'm gonna get into it. <laughs> It is. It's, I, I, I'm just going to warn you, it's extremely addictive. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Because I already had the same thought of, oh, this is just so sad. And sometimes it's a big framed photo of this gorgeous couple. And you're just thinking, who do you belong to? Right, exactly. And a lot of people will say, oh, my goodness. You know, when you go to restaurants like Cracker Barrel and they have all those photos yeah. hang, hanging up. And, you know, they have that same feeling like oh my goodness like this this is somebody's relative and it's it's out on display it should be at the family's home properly displayed you know so tell us your website and how we learn more about the project sure i have a website thephotoangelproject.net and i also have my facebook group which is really popular and i have to tell you kind of a fun story about that yeah the photo angel facebook group you know we were doing well we were attracting members and everything and then when the segment aired on the today show uh, last month or two months ago now we're in <laughs> we're in may um it was unbelievable the national exposure in one day the web, the uh, Facebook group grew f by 5,000 members. It was so wow. exciting. I know, and I couldn't believe so it. So cool. It, it, it took me all day to approve all of the requests. It was so wonderful because, again, I just... Oh, my gosh. You know, the more the merrier. I want to get the message out. I want, I want these photos back where they belong, not lost to history in a dusty box in an antique store. 
Well, next time I'm in an antique store, it's going to be a different experience where I'm just not leaping yeah. through. I'm <laughs> yeah. going, oh, this is so sad. I'm going to be looking for info. Right, exactly. And uh, although I primarily focus on the photos, I'll grab other pieces of ephemera that have identifiable information on them as well. So I've returned uh, high school yearbooks, baptismal certificates, um, baby oh, books, wow. you know, anything that has good genealogy information that'll point me in the right direction so that I can find the proper home for it. Um, again, some of those items can uh, be a little on the pricey range. Right. So I try to try to stick with the photos, but. Um, but yeah, every now and then, or sometimes the when I explain the project to the antique store owners, they're generous and they're like, oh, please, this, this is on us, you know? Oh, that's cool. It's very cool. And I've built um, relationships with the owners of the local antique stores. So now they'll set items aside for me um, and then I'll just go pick them up. Uh, that, that happened recently, actually. Yeah, it was a great story. Um, the woman who owns an antique store in uh, Norfolk, Massachusetts, called me up and she said, hey, she's like, I, I have something. It's got the photo angel's name on it. You have to come check this out. <laughs> it's a, a beautiful baby book with all sorts of pictures and information on it from this, um, this boy from Adams, Massachusetts from 1914. She's like, you're going to absolutely go bananas for this. I'm like, all right, road trip. I'm going up to grab it. <laughs> and it was just, it was just such an important piece of history. It was, it was just absolutely beautiful. It made one of the local newspapers. So it's just, you never know what you're going to find. You never know what's around the next corner. I'm telling you, this is, had, has been such a blessing, such a wonderful adventure. And <clears throat> I have no idea where it's going to take me next. It's very, very exciting. Mm -hmm. That is exciting. So you found the person or the family that went with the baby book. I did. I did. So the through my research, I learned that the baby in the baby book did not have any descendants. He was married twice, but he didn't have any children. But the person that I found was um, a cousin. So I, I believe it was, let me make sure I get this right. He was her grandmother's cousin. Oh, okay. And so she was all excited because she had no idea up that this baby book was even in existence. And you know, that, that poses another question that I get often is how do these items even end up in the antique stores? And right. the, the owners, um, share with me that generally speaking, they, they make it to the antique stores through estate sales. Like somebody will pass on and then the, the antique dealers will go and they'll purchase up items from the estate. That's generally how they acquire these uh, photos and other items. Um, but then, you know, then there's other, other reasons too. I mean, sometimes by mistake, if people are moving, oops, I didn't mean to send that box to savers and you know, then oh. the, the pictures are gone or, you know, and then you hear stories sometimes of uh, family drama and, and that stuff of that nature. But generally speaking, it's right uh, from the antique, from the estate sales rather. And you might have families where they're, they're just not keepers of things. Yep. And that's true too. So I, I love going to antique stores and I quilt. And so I love to look at the quilts that are there. And I feel kind of that same thing towards the quilts. Right. Because I'll look at this handmade. It's like the whole thing will be done by hand and with tiny, tiny stitches. And you know, it just took a billion hours right. to make this keepsake. And then I'm like, how did this end up here? Why didn't this get passed on? But I think sometimes family members are like, oh, this dusty old quilt. 
That's true. Or this box of photos of people I don't even know. I don't like to keep all this extra stuff. That's very true as well. And that's why I go through the genealogy websites because I learned early on in the project when I tried to track down uh, a relative to send a high school diploma back to. And um, I didn't have much luck through the genealogy website. So I thought, all right, maybe I'll try Google, see if I can find an obituary that lists the descendants and see if I can reach out in that way. And, you know, okay. I, I made contact with this woman's son. So I was, you know, naturally really excited. And he was like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> it was very uh, uh -huh. anticlimactic, you know. So yeah. I understand that we all have our interests. To me, I, I was I couldn't even comprehend it, but you know, some people they're just that's just not their their interest. Yeah, and I I can see that. But then you go down a couple generations, especially if it was a bigger family, and maybe the photos went down through one line and not another, and then you've got a great great grandparent, and you're like, wow, a picture I've never seen one. So I'm so so excited about what you're doing. I think it is the best. Oh, thank you so much. So I'd love to just to hear more stories. Just tell me some stories. We've got time. Uh, okay. Well, I have a really good story for you. I haven't even posted in the Facebook group yet because I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting for the right time, if you will, but it's a fantastic story. So oh, I, yeah. was, I was recently doing a presentation on the project for the Tiverton, Rhode Island Historical Society. And after the presentation, a woman came up to me with two books and she said, I've had these for 50 plus years. She said, I've tried to find relatives and I've had no luck. And she said, I'm so glad I came to this presentation because now they're yours. And I was just speechless. I said, oh my God. I said, these are absolutely beautiful. One was a baby book from 1899. The other, Whoa. I, I know. And the other was an incredibly beautiful family photo album. It, it, I think it must weigh like, you know, 25 pounds. It's so heavy, filled with labeled pictures of the Sabre family out of Rhode Island. Oh. Yeah, and I was I just, I said, I, please let me, let me give you something for this. Like, this is just unbelievable. She's no, no, she's like, it's, it's all you. I'm like, wow. I, I'm like, thank you so much. I'll, I'll absolutely do my best to track down the relatives. So of course I went on to the website and I was able to connect with a relative who um, is actually the direct descendant of a couple of people that were in the album and the rest were his uh, extended family members. Nice. And uh, uh, three of the pictures were of his Civil War ancestor that he has <gasps> never seen before. One of him, no. yes, one of him in his uniform and two cabinet cards. And he was just absolutely blown away. And he, he, then he shared with me that there was a book published about his Civil War ancestors' experiences at um, some Civil War prison camps. Oh. And so I don't even, I, I mean, really, this, this story is unfolding kind of as we speak. And uh, oh. yeah, so he, he lives in Maine and we've already set up a, 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 a photo delivery exchange of, <laughs> in, in the next couple of weeks so that he's going to come to my house and I'm going to show him the album and, you know, do the handoff. And it's just 
unbelievable. I can't even express how excited I am about this. I mean, I grew up listening to stories about that my grandfather would share about my Civil War ancestor, who was also a yeah. who was also a POW in one of the same prison camps that his ancestor was in. It was just like worlds collided. Really? Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. And so. I, I, like I said, you never know what's around the next corner. I've been I've been incredibly blessed, and it's just it keeps going. And I just want other people to feel the same excitement and joy that I feel when I re return these photos to their rightful owners. It's just I, I, oh, I, I, wow. I really can't put words words to it. It's so wonderful. It really is. I love it. And uh, the feeling do doesn't go away. You know, you, I've been doing this for a year now, and every time it feels like the first photo that I've reunited, it's that exciting. Oh, I just love it so much. <laughs> you know, I have some other Civil War ancestors that we don't have any photos of. I can only imagine if someone came to me and said, guess what I found. <laughs> right, exactly. I would absolutely love it. I would lose it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And so I get... A kind of a myriad of a responses from people. So I'll get, I mean, obviously the best result is, oh my gosh, that would be wonderful. I'm a direct ancestor, right? So that's what you want. And then sometimes I don't hear anything and, and maybe that's because they don't check their email frequently or they think I'm a spammer or a scammer and they are reluctant to re They're afraid. reply to me. So I understand that too. Um, and sometimes I get, yeah, I'm related, but it's pretty distant. You know, keep me posted if you can't find anybody, but I'd really uh -huh. prefer that I go back to somebody with a closer relationship. So those are the responses that I tend to get. And uh, sometimes the reluctant people will uh, respond, you know, after the fact and they'll say, you know, I Googled you and you you sound legit. Tell me more about this photo that you found. <laughs> you know, um, so, so I've had that happen a couple of times too, which is cute. But. Well, let's face it. There <laughs> is so much in the way of scamming right. out there. I it's awful. Right. And I, I totally understand. And and they're like, what do you want? Correct. You want money? Right. You, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm just. I don't want anything. I don't want anything. I just want to return this to you. And uh, so, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Oh, that's great. Well, tell us another story. Oh, my goodness. I could go on and on. Let's see. So here's a good one. Must have been right around Christmas time. I got an email from uh, this couple who renovates historic homes up in Maine. They, they reached out and they said, hey. You know, we heard about your project. We're renovating this historic home. We found a couple of trunk fulls of old photos and uh, other pieces of ephemera. Would you like it for your project? And of course, my mouth, my jaw dropped. It hit the floor. I'm like, <laughs> yes. So I said to my husband and my son, I'm like, road trip. We're going to Maine. And so we went up there and like, you know, they're renovating this historic home in the in the dead of winter there's no heat right and there we all are on the floor i didn't care Go, going through these boxes uh, these, these steamer trunks and they let me take anything i wanted and it was just so awesome so i grabbed oh. i know so i just grabbed everything that i could that was labeled and it was it was just oh it was so so wonderful and so i most of the items went back to a cousin in missouri who was all excited because she was the genealogy buff and the, and the caretaker of the heirlooms in the family. So she <laughs> said, send it to me, I'll scan everything, and I'll be sure that the relatives who are interested get scanned copies of everything that you send. So that made me feel real good, really good, because 
you know, now, now it's like a ripple effect. The yeah. kindness begets kindness, right? So now the chain keeps going. And that was just so, that was an awesome, awesome experience. And then other items like Christmas cards that were not relatives of this particular family, but you know, friends and things. I tracked their relatives down and I was sending things all over the country. It was so, so fun. There was a, a oh my goodness. Yep, there was a yearbook from Denver, Colorado from the 20s that went home to somebody. There were um, birth certificates from Seattle. I mean, you name it, it was in those trunks and it was just, oh. it baffled me that, that the previous owners were like, yeah, we're good and they just left everything. But I mean, wow. one man, man's trash is another man's treasure, right? So oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a field day with that. That's my lo largest haul to date. That was unbelievable. We went home with boxes full of goodies that lasted me a good couple of months <laughs> no kidding so this must cost a bit for you to send this out do you take donations and how does all of that work are you a nonprofit organization right so we're not a nonprofit, but i don't charge families for returned items but we do accept donations so um, people have been really generous and really cute. Um, some people will send books of stamps, which is extremely helpful with all the mailing that takes place. Right. One person who I didn't even return any photos to, just, just a generous soul who had heard about the project, sent me a big box full of envelopes and stamps and all kinds of mailing supplies. So that was wonderful, just a nice surprise. Wow. Yeah, and then sometimes people will will send uh, checks or um, when I send home, when I send back the returned photos or the other pieces of, of ephemera, I'll include a card that explains the project and, you know, the links to the, the groups and everything. Okay. And, and there is a spot where they could donate if they wish, but it's certainly, it, it, it's not mandatory. But um, people have been very, very right. generous because it does. It's like paying it forward. Okay, now we're helping the next person along, so... Exactly. Well, we'll make sure to post everything on our website. There'll be a blog post about this episode. Thank you. And we'll put things out on social media. Like, we will uh, totally help out. Oh, I, I can't even tell you how, how happy that makes me. Again, I just want to spread the message. And, you know, people who have not done this before and they have their first success story and they share it in the, in the Photo Angel Facebook group, they're like, Oh my gosh, I want to do more. Like it's, it's, it is, it's, it's very addictive, it's, but it's a good addiction. <laughs> well, doing good makes you feel good. That's right, that's right. And I love learning about people in the photographs that I find. So I do yeah. a, lot of, a lot of research on them before I share the success story in, in the Facebook group. You know, I, I use all of the you know, census records and any kind of document that been posted on you know the genealogy websites or on um, sometimes find a grave will have information on there sometimes people will post obituaries things of that nature and I kind of pull it all together to share information about the individual and kind of paint a picture of their life and it's fun because you know you're learning stories about the people you find right. and you know sometimes right. their relatives don't even know all of the stories so it's and then you hear stories from the relatives as well it's just I feel like I know these people. <laughs> no, know? I understand that. Yeah. Right. And in a way, what we do is kind of the same, but just from a different angle. Correct. Correct. Because I go to the cemetery and then I want to know more about, you know, a person or a grave or something. And, and that's my podcast. 
Yes, as I tell the story of the people that I find. So it would be really fun, Kate, if we collaborated now and then yes. with yes. you know the graveyard, the photos, the story. Let's do that some more. Absolutely. And I have I have the best grave story for you. You're gonna love this one. So this was awesome. a, this was a couple of weeks ago and I frequent a local antique store down the street from me. It's Rhode Island Antique Mall in Pawtucket. Okay, and it seems like almost every time I go to this antique store, I find more pictures of this Ashley family that was from Attleboro and from Taunton, Massachusetts. It's so funny, like I'll be in different parts of the store. I'm like, oh, I found another Ashley again. I found another Ashley again, right? So, um, the family was just so excited about this that they actually invited me over to, the, to their Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, oh my goodness, I'm like, that's so awesome, but I'm hosting, I can come over for dessert, right? So my husband and I went and we had an absolute blast because I got to hear all the stories <laughs> about all the people that I had found and everything. So then my husband and I were taking our dog for a walk. This was, you know, Thanksgiving time. So then. My husband and I were taking our dog for a walk a couple of weeks ago, and we like to, I, I mean, I'm like you, I love cemeteries, so we like to walk in the cemeteries where the dogs are allowed, right? We're walking in uh, a cemetery in our, in our city, in Attleboro, and it's huge. There's many, many, many graves in it. And all of a sudden, I look, I look to my left, and it says Ashley, and it had the na names of the people that I found in the photographs. Now, out of all of these stones, <laughs> I see, I don't believe in, in coincidence. I mean, I, it was like, to me, it, it felt like these people were saying thank you from the grave. And oh, so, of course, Kate, I, had, I love yeah, it. It was awesome. So, of course, I had to take a picture of it and send it to this family, and they just, they were just so heartwarmed by it. It was it was, it was very cool. I mean, what are the chances? There's thousands of graves in this cemetery. I just happened to walk by the one that, oh. uh, for the picture, p people in the pictures that I returned to. No way. <laughs> right. Oh, I saw your post on Instagram. Oh, right. I thought that that was just amazing. No, I love it. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. I, I still have chills when I think about that story. Yeah, you're like, and hello, <laughs> yeah, hello, yeah. my friends. <laughs> that's exactly, I was, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Has there been any of these that have been kind of personal to your family? Yes, that's a great question. So. My dad's dad um, was in the European theater for World War II. And he has this, this picture of my grandfather with some of his war buddies. And of course, there's names on the back of them. So, and again, this was in the initial stages of the project. So my dad was like, hey, I have an idea. Let's see if we can track down the relatives of the people with grandpa in this picture. So I'm like, sure, I'll give it a try. And of course I cool. re you know, reached out to as many people as I could. I cast a wide net, right? And I heard back from this woman and she said, um, yeah, that's my dad in that photo. So Aww. that was unbelievable. <laughs> and so I put her in touch with my dad who has written a book about my grandfather's experiences during World War II, which 
involved her dad and she didn't know this history because oh. she her father had died when she was right so it all came together and it was just an absolutely wonderful oh, personal wow. connection because now he's able to share stories with her that she never knew about her dad's experience during world war ii so that was a really really special find so not only the photo but his book and his experiences of what mm -hmm. her father yep. experienced there with his war buddies yep it was that was a very special find that was awesome oh that is so amazing <laughs> well tell us another story well, I recently returned a high school yearbook from Providence, Rhode Island in 1934. And I reached out to as many people as I could that were associated with this graduate. And, and again, it's like, all right, who do you decide to send it back to in a yearbook? I j literally just opened it up, closed my eyes and pointed to a face. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with this person, right? And, uh, a gentleman responded to me and he said, yeah, that's my dad. He's like, this is fantastic. We don't have a copy of his yearbook. He said, can you mail it to my mom? I, she'll get a kick out of that. I said, of course. And then I learned all about this man and all about his high level of education at Brown University and how then he worked at the family's furniture store in Providence and just uh, it just went on and on and, and how he was this expert skier and it, it just brought back a flood of memories for this family and I think that's what's so wonderful just getting the right. people to kind of talk about their ancestors and um, and have those feelings and those memories come alive again. Uh, a really significant historical find I can tell you about uh, this was yeah. this was going back in the fall, I want to say, we were checking out a new antique store in Lakeville, Massachusetts and shopping around. Really, there wasn't much of anything that, that was going to suit our needs. And so I said to the woman, um, I said, you know, this is my project and I'm looking for labeled photos. And she's like, you know, I have something that might you might be interested in uh, in the back. Let me go grab it. Just stay here for a second. So it's okay. So she brings out this beautiful, heavy antique album. And I looked at the price and I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. But I said, All right, I'll, just take, I'll just take a look. So I flipped open the page and I thought, huh, this is cool. So it had two pictures, original pictures that were like kind of pasted into this album of the two, these two gentlemen who spearheaded a project which involved retrieving a stranded light ship off of the Columbia River out in West, out West Oregon, uh, Washington area. So I said, oh, well, that's oh. interesting. And there was some, you know, there was date information, their names. And I said, all right, this has potential. So I, I started flipping through and there were five by seven original pictures of the entire process of retrieving this light ship and i thought to myself oh my gosh I, this is this is this is important to history like this is historic yeah i'm not yeah. leaving this antique store without this right <laughs> so you know and then i'm doing the math and i'm like well you know if i you know justify it it's probably you know if i've spent so much on each picture it would probably all add up so i you know i justified it so <laughs> i went home with, with that album so I went on the, the genealogy websites. I didn't have much luck finding descendants or relatives of the gentleman who spearheaded this project. 
yeah. like, all right, well, I got to try another angle here. So I reached out to some maritime museums out that way on the, near the Columbia River. And of course I got messages right away and they said, you have what? <laughs> right? And they're like, wait a minute, explain this again. How on earth did it end up in an antique store in Massachusetts? And yes, we would love to have this. So yeah, I, I, I donated it to one of the museums out um, in, the, in the West and they were all excited because they were creating a new exhibit on shipwrecks and it just fit in. The timing was perfect. Yep, the timing was perfect and it just fit into what they were looking for and it made a really nice story in their local newspaper. So that was a very exciting find. Wow, how does that feel? to be the person who finds these things. <laughs> it feels like Christmas morning every time. It's just the most exhilarating feeling and just the possibilities, you know, think of how many people are going to see that now. And, oh, it's just so exciting. And, you know, it was stuffed away in some closet in an antique store for who knows how many years and now it's brought out into the light and now it's in a museum in, in, in an exhibit in a museum right so you honestly you never know what you're going to find in these antique stores it, it, they are chock full of wonderful pieces of history do you feel like you're led to certain places or certain things do you feel like maybe God or the spirit or just a feeling oh, or what? Oh, abs absolutely. God doesn't do random. All of this right. has a purpose and a message and it's all, I feel like I've been preparing for this role my whole life because my, my grandparents and my great aunt, they planted these seeds so many years ago and nobody knew that it was going to evolve, evolve into the Photo Angel Project. Oh, I'm just so, I'm so grateful. I, I feel like I found my passion in life. It's so exciting. Oh, I, I totally get it. I, I have felt the same with the podcast and what I've done here as well. <laughs> you know, I used to go with my mom up to this genealogy library and we would go through microfiche. Yes. <laughs> and just that click. Click, click, you know. Well, just, yes, tedious, yes, so yes. So just looking at into books and just trying to find our family's ancestry. Yes. Now, you must have some cool stories about graves and people, th stories that you've learned for, about people in the cemeteries. So many. And in fact, I... I go to a cemetery and it's kind of overwhelming because it would be like for you a box of 80,000 pictures, right? Yeah, right. And so I look out across and it's like, all right, what's standing out, you know, or who, who can you find information? Because sometimes I'm looking into, so a couple episodes back, I was looking into nurses from World War One and World War Two of oh, cool. Rosecrans um, National Cemetery out in San Diego. And there were several of the nurses and I couldn't find anything. And maybe with your skills, you probably would have been able to find uh, more than me. But <laughs> sometimes I have to go with someone that's a little more known to history or, you know, that I can find yep. a story mm -hmm. on. But I always want to. I always want to find the stories because I believe that every person that has lived has a story. 
that they were important and they were important to the people in their lives and they did they did things you know they did important things and their story matters and so sometimes my podcast is just about a man and woman that lived their life and raised their kids and made a difference in their community right and sometimes it's about you know right right rudolph valentino and him being a big star you know right right I, yes and i find that as well um a picture that has not made it to the facebook group yet again another one of these stories i have to it, I'm waiting for the right time but um i found this photo of this boy and it turns out that this boy became a semi-famous actor and i'm learning all oh. about yeah so i'm learning all about this this um this kid in the picture and the relatives are like that i've reached out to the, the like we've never seen a picture of him as a child before i'm like oh but I, wow yeah so it's fun because they're piecing it together and you know i have found some prominent figures and again it, it to me it, it i just i love the stories like you said if it's just it doesn't matter what it is you know but it's it, it's but it is exciting when you find um people who have uh made a tremendous difference in the community here's a story for you i found a photo at an antique store in West Bridgewater, Massachusetts. I knew immediately it was yeah. special. It was just, it just had that look about it. It was this uh, older gentleman wearing a, a uniform and then there was all kinds of uh, identifiable information on the back. So I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely a good one. And it turns out that he was in the Civil War and he was wearing his uniform, you know, when he was, when he was older and he was, um, a, a surgeon in the Civil War, and he had a uh, practice in Brighton, Massachusetts, which is up near Boston. And so the stories, I found all kinds of cool stories about him uh, using newspapers.com, which is a site that I uh, just recently joined. And that helps me in my research because not only are there obituaries on there, but you know, any, any article about this person is going to pop up. So I I learned a lot about him through um, newspapers.com. So that's that's a, another excellent resource when you're trying to find information on people. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll have to join that. That sounds yep. really helpful. Yep, it's cool. And you find things that you sometimes never expected to find, like found, you know, that one of the people in the photos that I found was in a car accident in 1928. You know, just random, random things that you find. I've had a couple of um, pictures that I've found and, you know, when I do the research, it can be kind of unsettling. One, right. one woman's photo, and this is going way back um, in the beginning stages of the project again, this photo of this woman, it must have been taken, I don't know, maybe like early 1900s. She just had this expression on her face that unsettled me I, I can't really put words to it it was just like something was not quite right just right. by her expression mm -hmm. I'm like oh, you know I want to learn about this person something looks off well turns out my intuition was right because um, when I did research on her I learned that she drowned herself and 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 then Aww. the cause yeah and the cause of death it said something like um, I forget how they phrased it now but it was it was how we would describe depression nowadays. Um, and it was just, it was very upsetting to find this information, you know, but I, 
I could see it in the photo. Like I knew that some something was not right with this poor woman. Right. She looked, she, yep, she definitely, there was something in her eyes, you know, and then I had to, when I reached out to her uh, relative, I said, you know, I explained the, I, the facts. I have this picture, it's so-and-so, and right. And they said, yep, that checks out. That's definitely my relative. And I said, you know, I said, I did some research on your relative and I have some information on her, but it's not the most pleasant information. So you tell, you let me know if you want me to share it with you. And she was like, yeah, no, I want to know. So then I, I showed her the death certificate and she was like, oh my gosh, wow. She's like, I'm really glad you told me about this. She's like, I, I absolutely had no idea. And she was, um, the woman in the, the, the photo who looked uh, distraught was uh, a music teacher. And it just, it just broke my heart. And her parents were from Scotland. And uh, she, yep, and she was out of Vermont. And then she, um, yeah, she took her own life in uh, Massachusetts. It was, it was very sad. It was a sad story. So, I mean, I, again, I'm speculating, but, but, but maybe that picture ended up in the antique store because it was too painful a memory for the family. You know, who knows, you know? Yeah, right. Sometimes um, those pictures end up in the antique stores too because of painful memories. That makes sense. You know, we think of now... We have so many photos of ourselves. Luckily, my grandfather was a photographer, and I have literally hundreds of pictures uh, of myself as a child. Yeah, that's awesome. And now that we have digital photography, you know, my children have thousands of pictures of themselves. I know. But how often nowadays are we printing them off and how often are we writing the information on the backs of any of these photos? I've had that question before and the only time now that I can really think of where things are labeled are like Christmas cards, right? Usually people will put from, you know, the, the Kelly family and the names and the date or school photos. Sometimes people will write the information on the back of the child's school photo or the family portrait. But other than that, and the, you know, not the digital ones, people aren't printing those out, generally speaking. You know, it's just right. up, uploaded and, and there it goes, right. And so I've actually run into that uh, only a handful of times, but some people will say to me, um, you know, I'm not interested in the original photo that you found, can you just send me a digital copy? So I have run into that. Which to me, I'm like, well, I, I get it, but but I don't get right. it at the same time because I, I agree. Right. I would want the tangible photo to me too experience, if you will. Um, but you know, I, I get it. Some people are minimalists, <laughs> or for whatever reason, they're yeah. down, downsizing. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. yeah. So I have I have a, a, encountered that a few times. But back in the day, I mean, some people wouldn't have any photos of themselves. There right. may not be any or. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about in the podcast as well, um, postmortem photos. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, I don't know if I've encountered any of those yet, um, but I'm sure I will in my, my travels because, yeah, right. that, was, that was popular in the Victorian period. It was. And sometimes that was the only photo they had of that person or of that child that passed away before. Right. You know, they were able to get a live photo of them, and I think they figured that was better than no photo at all. Yes, that's true. So we're really lucky in today's day, but I think that if we worked on a few more of the personal touches of sending 
a letter once in a while with your handwriting or writing in a journal your, our experiences not just typed on the computer that's so because true. those are things that could be lost to time in a different way that's right that's right i mean really when when do you use cursive to to sign your name to something you know and right. so it would be nice to have those those pieces for posterity yeah exactly because i mean now we would literally have boxes and boxes of photos that people may decide they may not want. I know it. It's absolutely true. Especially if you don't know who they are. Well, you know, and, and I'm probably guilty of it. A summer project of mine is, you know, to go through all of my old photos and make sure they're labeled properly, especially the, I mean, not so much the ones of, of myself, but ones of my friends and people. You would only know who they are. Exactly, that I would only know. Um, yeah, I mean, my goodness, I, I was so blessed to have relatives that meticulously labeled everything um, because, because I was so interested in all of this as an early, at an early age, I, I started to acquire uh, pieces of, of our family history. And now it's like I have my own library of family uh, <laughs> ephemera. But I was so fortunate, like my great aunt, she labeled items as well so so like i have a beautiful um sterling silver napkin ring that was given to her by you know this this neighbor when she was born and, and she wrote down like the entire story that was behind this napkin ring i mean nobody would have known if she didn't take the time to document that right so i mean i'm so so thankful for the time that she took to record everything on these pieces. It's just unbelievable. It's like a mini museum. Right. I feel like sometimes too, when we get something from, you know, a grandparent or a parent, you know, passing something down to you, like right. that would be really important to write those things down because yes. later you look at all your things and you go, now which one of these creamer like sugar sets was from my great grandmother. I don't remember the one I got from the yard sale and the one that is actually a family heirloom. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, as the generations, you know, uh, move down the line, the, the story changes. And so you want to, you know, you want the primary source, right? And writing that down for, for, for future generations. I think we all just think, oh yeah, we'll have time to do that sometime. That's on the list of things to do and we just don't get around to it. It's so true. I mean, we lead very busy lives and I totally understand. I mean, I'm so vested in genealogy and family history and you know, it's hard for me to make time for it. You know, I can't imagine somebody who didn't have that yeah. interest, you know? I'm just, I can't even tell you how happy this whole Photo Angel project has made me and how much I've grown as a person through this project, how, the, I, I, I'm meeting the coolest people. Look at, I'm having this wonderful conversation with you. Like that would never have happened. It's just, right. Oh, I can't even, I can't even tell you. I just, I want people to exp ex so experience the, the pleasure and the excitement that I've, I've experienced through it all. I love that. And the other thing too, that you may be doing already, but some of these genealogy sites, you can upload a digital copy you know for people to see yes that's true if you don't find anyone or yes that's on the list if you will yeah, right you might not find the person but you you know leave it there for whoever comes along right later. and uh oftentimes when i return the photos 
again, now my target audience are the genealogy buffs, so they'll take the photo that I, that I sent to them, the original, they'll take a picture of it and they'll upload it either to, you know, my heritage or ancestry or put it right up on find a grave so that now there's a, a, a picture of the person to go along with the grave. So people have done that and, and I, that's awesome too. And I think something for this audience as well of people who love cemeteries and take photos of cemeteries is that on find a grave and these kinds of websites, you can also help them by uploading some of these photos that you take. That's true, yes. I've taken a lot of photos and I'll go through a cemetery's, you know, find a grave site and they'll maybe have one bad picture or from a weird angle. And then you're like, well, I've got it from several different angles and have close up of the inscription or, you know, that kind of thing that you can add to it. And that means a lot to people as well. It, it totally does. And what breaks my heart when I go through the cemeteries are the graves that have been obliterated. You know, um, yeah. it's like you uh, you want to help out by taking a picture of this grave for and contribute to the Find a Grave yeah. project. And it's like, uh, I don't even know which grave it is because you can't even read any of the inscriptions. That's tough. Which I think is what's important. You can also do transcribing where mm. you now can read what is on the photo, you know, as people mm -hmm. upload them and transcribe them mm -hmm. so that they're there. Because I mean, in another 25, 50 years, mm -hmm. you may not be able to see that inscription at all. That's so true. I found that to be true in my own experience. Through my father's side, I'm related to Louisa May Alcott, the author of Little Women. Oh, yeah, cool. and, and Love um, it. So one of the Alcotts, uh, graves, the, the Alcott that I was able to join the Daughters of the American Revolution through, we had old pictures of his grave at this cemetery in Connecticut. My whole family's from Connecticut originally. And, you know, it's great. So then, you know, years go by, I go with my family, looking, in the, looking for the grave, looking for the grave. And now you can tell that the um, inscription is starting to fade and I'm glad that we have the, the picture that my dad took like 40 years ago because right. at least you can at least I knew what I was looking for because without that I wouldn't have even been able to find that grave at present day oh wow because of all of the weathering that took place on the stone yeah that's really amazing it an important important works I think I think that those stories are important tell me about how the project started getting like media attention so you start the project yourself you're just like doing your thing and then like you get a newspaper article or something yes that's true yes and so actually one of the very first newspapers that reached out to me was the Boston Globe. That was last July and they put an article in. And so actually I have a cool story about that. So that kind of put it on the map and then, and then people would join the group. And then if I put success stories about, you know, uh, a certain location, maybe somebody would reach out and say, Hey, you know, I noticed you put a picture on from Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm from this newspaper. I'd like to do a story on you. And it kind of happens that way. And then sometimes if I have a really exciting find, like 
the Columbia Lightship album that I found, I reached out. I reached out to them. You know, when it's something that special, they're not gonna. You know, they're not gonna even know how about it, right? So I want to bring attention to them. So I, I'll reach out for those really big stories. The executive producer for the um, Today Show said to me because I asked him, I said, "How did you, you know, hear about the Photo Angel Project?" And he said, "He said I'm originally from Massachusetts." And I saw your article. Now this is, he contacted me, I want to say in like January. So he's like, I saw your article in the Boston Globe last July. And he said, and I've been sitting on this story and now is the right time. He said, I was like, oh my gosh. So you never know who's paying attention. Wow. And so you went on the Today Show. Oh yeah, that's a that's a whole story in itself. That was awesome. I was at school, you know, doing my thing. I was checking my email, Teaching and all of a sudden, kids. Uh, yeah, uh, checking my email, you know, for the for the information on the next faculty meeting, and I see an email come in, NBC Productions. I said, Oh my goodness, what is this? I clicked on it. I started reading it. My teacher assistant is like are you okay? And I'm like, no, come read this. And it was like all about, all about how they wanted to do a story. She's like, you turned white as a ghost. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then of course we're all excited. So they came to my house over February vacation and, you know, set up all the equipment in the living room and rearrange the furniture. It was like, it's, it's, it was such an experience to see what goes into production So, you know, just to set up all the equipment, it took like an hour and a half, right? And so then then we did the interview pieces and everything. And then they packed everything up and they followed um, me to a local antique store. And then we did like the the shopping um, through the antique store looking for photos and literally took the entire day to do all of this. And then, you know, they whittle it down and it's like, four minutes long you know it's like oh my goodness like so I have such an appreciation for what goes into a four minute segment on the news my gosh oh my goodness and they were absolutely wonderful they made me feel so comfortable and they were just I mean everybody was just so nice the cameraman the woman who interviewed me Katie Beck she was lovely um, the producer, they were just, I felt like I had known these people my whole life. That's how comfortable they made me feel. It was Aww. great. They were great. It was just, it was such how a fun. It was such a fun experience. They asked if my teenage son wanted to be on. He's like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're never going to get that chance again. So, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I have a teenage son as well. I can totally relate. So they wanted him like to, to go shopping in the store with us. And he was like, not happening. <laughs> Like, okay, I understand. You're 15, I get it. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I've, this project has taken me so many cool places. Oh, yes, it has. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Well, tell us one more story to end up the podcast. So we took a family vacation last summer down south. We drove, you know, all the way down to, to Tennessee. And in our travels, we stopped at some antique stores, which was fun. And one of the antique stores that we stopped at was um, in Virginia. And I found this Christmas card. It was a photo Christmas card from 1949. And it had 
the family's name on it and it had the location and I said, oh, this is perfect. It was of uh, the parents sitting with their little boy. So I'm like, oh, this is, this is a good one. I'm gonna see, see what I can find with this photo. So when I got back home, or probably in the hotel because I was all excited about all my finds, um, I reached out to relatives that had posted family trees on this family. And I heard back from a relative and she said, I'm gonna put you in touch with my uncle. He's not on the website, but he's gonna love this find. So I said, okay. She put me in touch with him and he said, oh my goodness, I would absolutely love to have that Christmas card. Those are my parents and that's me in the picture. And I said, oh my no gosh. Way. Yep, he was in his uh, late 70s and he was all excited about the photo. He was um, living in Florida, but the photo at the time was taken at his hometown in Janesville, Wisconsin. He has no idea how it ended up in an antique store in Virginia. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, it's it's uh, incredibly nuts. Someone that they sent it to probably it was in their their stuff and went to the state sale. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, that's yes. And so <laughs> when the photo arrived in Florida, he took the time to hold up the photo and had someone take a picture of him and it is the most precious photo. It's so cute because you have Aww. 75 year old man holding up this picture of him and his parents from 1949. And, and every time I give the presentation, I get choked up telling the story because he said to me, because I said, I said, do you even remember like going to the portrait studio and, and taking this picture? He said, nope. He said, but I'll tell you, he said, it brought back the most wonderful memories of my parents and I can't thank you enough. Oh my goodness. I, I, it was just, <clears throat> oh. again, see, I did it again. I always get teary eyed when I tell that story. That's one of my favorite. That's absolutely one of my favorite. That is priceless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, I want to reiterate that I want other people to experience this joy because it's just it's absolutely wonderful well hopefully we can get some more people interested in trying it out and helping out and hopefully pretty soon we'll win some white wings yes <laughs> for sure that would be great <laughs> and if and if and i understand it can be um it can take a lot of uh, determination and persistence and my i want to encourage people not to give up because you could it it could it can be frustrating at times but you know just set it aside and move on to the next one and then you might hear from somebody so please don't give up it's just it's worth it uh, well kate you really are a photo angel <laughs> thank you thanks so much for being with us today and for sharing your story sure i'm so thankful that you invited me i i really appreciate it so grateful to have Kate Kelly, the photo angel, on with us today. What do you think? Is this something that you could get into? Are you interested in becoming part of the Photo Angel Project? If so, I'll have the information on the blog and in social media, and hopefully you could help bring an antique photo and a descendant together. Till next time, this was Stones, Bones, and Shadows.
you can see photos and more information about the cemeteries we explore and find our sources at stonesbonesandshadowspodcast.com. Also, don't forget to check us out on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok, where you can interact with us. As always, we love to hear from our listeners.